Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, I have some exciting news. Okay, hit me up. This is our 52nd podcast of our second year. Oh, I like that. This, I, oh, the numbers are good, right? The numbers are good. We have successfully completed two years of podcasting together. Oh, wow. Can you even believe I it? Can't, I can't believe it. It's been such a good adventure. It has been such a good adventure. I think about the day you turned around in gym and at the gym and said, I think we should do a podcast. I thought you were off your rocker. I did too, because I don't even know what possessed <laughs> me to think I could even do one. Well, I knew I couldn't do it by myself, <laughs> but I knew I had a like-minded person with you. Yeah, absolutely. And we figured it out. And now, 104 podcasts later, here we are. That's amazing. And I tell people it's fun. It is. It's good. It's like therapy mm -hmm. in a fun way. So if I was a doctor, I would write a script for people to, hey, you know what? You got to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's your script. We often talk about everything under the sun for a good hour, hour and a half. And then we say, maybe we should have been recording. How many times have we done that over the course of two years? And then we say, okay, what should we talk about? Yes. <laughs> and then we hit record. And then we hit record. Yeah. Well, and, and normally, the way it flows for these past 52 uh, podcasts that we've had, you've always said, well, Jill, tonight we're going to talk about such and such. Well, I'm going to flip the script because okay. I'm going to say, Casey. Tonight, we're going to talk about emotionally nutritious words. I love it. And the word tonight is empathetic. Which is super interesting that we're celebrating such a milestone. And this is our word because anyone who knows me knows I lack empathy as a natural skill, as a natural strength. It is very low for me. It is not innate. However, I do have a strength of being able to relate to people, which is a cousin of empathy. So I can very much feel with others, feel for them. So I can be empathetic, but it does not come naturally to me at all. And, and that's, often. that's surprising. <laughs> that is surprising when you think about the podcast, because <laughs> the reason for the podcast is people need people. Right. And when I think about, when I talk about the podcast is therapy sessions, mm -hmm. it's because when you and I started talking, getting to know each other, it was the understanding of each other because we had walked in similar shoes in so many different areas. Right. And when I think of empathetic, I think of the understanding, the feeling, the sharing, mm -hmm. the mentoring, because when you walk through whatever you're walking through in life, number one, you probably didn't know you'd be walking through that. Right. Number two, you don't think you have the skill set to do it. And number three, you think, oh, my gosh, nobody else has ever been affected like I have, but then you start to, to share and you realize 
I can get through this. Mm -hmm. There are skill sets. There are mentors out there. Right. And all I had to do was open up my mouth. That's it. And I think, again, when I go to my strength of being able to relate to others, I hope that how it shows up is that I'm not trying to one up someone by sharing a common story, by sharing a common occurrence, by being relatable, by saying, oh, this has happened to me or yes, similarly, because I do believe that by sharing stories, we do relate better. And that is a form of empathy. And I think that we're able to walk in each other's shoes so much easier when we do that. Yeah, you get a sense of safety and security. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I can do my own path. I have to do my own work. But wow, I can see that so-and-so faced similar situations and they did this. That's right. And and it's keeps you spurred on in a positive light that no matter what's happened every day, I can be closer to what my mentor is doing. Right. Right. And I think that that's... Um, very important. And I was just having this conversation and I told someone, I, I've never walked in your shoes. And if I could, I would, mm. but I can't, but I do know that someday all of this that you're feeling, you're going to be talking with someone else and you're going to be helping them along the way. Absolutely. I think about the level of understanding that each of us has and is able to give to each other. I will never see the world through different lenses other than my own and the experiences that I have, how I was born, the biases even that I have. And that really does in some ways taint the way that I see the world. So I can't take that away, right? But I absolutely can be open, have an open mind and be willing to gain better understanding. And that I think too allows me to understand how someone might be feeling and how they might need me to show up for them. And I get, again, I think that that is a form of empathy as well. So you talk about mentoring and Jill, I'm so fortunate to have sitting right here with me, a huge mentor in my life, my big sister, Renee, she is a longtime listener. She is uh, sitting quietly in the background, which is so true to her nature. She's not likely to talk tonight, which is okay. She you might hear an occasional giggle, but I did want to just give her a shout out because she leads with empathy. She leads with very, very strong relationship building themes, also with positivity like you, Jill. And so she walks through this world as a very empathetic person. And I have often looked to her as a model to really understand how to relate better to people. Because again, as our listeners know, empathy is quite low. For me. <laughs> um, but um, again, I think it is when you 
are willing to understand where people are coming from, that is a true form of empathy, without a doubt. Um, a couple things on that. Mm-hmm. Number one, big sisters are the best. They are. And two, <laughs> tonight was the first time I met Renee, and I can just feel the empathy that is the energy kind yes. of thing. Um, and the thing about the empathy, to me, it comes with passion. Yes. And it comes with um, that physical, sometimes you have a physical reaction because the empathy, you you can feel the happiness for someone. Like right. Like heart wants to explode for them. And you can also feel the physical, like the pain sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, and it can be that passion, though, that gets behind causes. When I think of that, I think about Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. Sure. You know, started by the mothers that lost their loved ones, mm-hmm. you know, to the drunk driving. It's that passion. You know, a lot of people maybe in the beginning didn't get on board. Mm-hmm. because they weren't walking in those shoes. That's right. But then every time someone is affected, then they turn around and search for their people. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that I can turn to that would understand that right. I just lost a child to mm-hmm. this or, you know, grandmother. And um, as silly as this sounds, you know, I've talked about it and been dealing with hives. Yes, so I found a support Facebook group. You good, Jill? <laughs> because this I'm like, has been awful for it's, you. It's been bad, and I just needed to find a place where I'm not being a whiner. I'm not being overly dramatic. What I'm feeling can be um, validated. Absolutely. And and one, I can see encouragement. Yes. And I can see, okay, there can be light at the end of the tunnel. This mm-hmm. is not a stop. You know, this right. is just a little bump. And someone who has gone through it is there supporting you, giving you that encouragement, but also absolutely what you said, validating that this, it's okay if you are whining because this is not all awesome. I think about when I have heard you talking about it, I'm like, oh man, I just keep saying to you, I'm sorry, this sucks. Like, I'm really sorry. Is there anything I can do? Like, Oh my gosh. And trust me, you have not been whining. You've been a champ about it, but I can understand. And I think going to where you feel comfortable, where you can get validation, like that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think support groups are also the epitome of empathy. And I don't find it to be like that place where, oh, they're just pissing and moaning, right? Like it is a place where you can be validated and encouraged and supported the way that you need because you're sharing a similar uh, experience Mm -hmm. without a doubt. So it's interesting, Jill, that you are talking about like there's this passion. I just wanted to share that uh, just we've been talking personally about generational differences and in the workplace and where we're coming up against uh, differences. And I keep harping on, man, if we just had a little bit more understanding or if we were, if we showed a little more empathy in the world, maybe things would be different. So I have been 
tasked with at work doing a lot of study about generations and then sharing that information. I just presented in Atlanta on this. I, I and I'm fascinated by it and have been, you know, over the course of 30 years in the work that I do. But millennials and Gen Zers as generations have empathy as generational strengths. And this is dramatically different from baby boomers and Gen Xers. So Gen Xers and boomers are leading from a place of strategic thinking, really like digging into what is the problem, understanding it from a data perspective. And millennials and Gen Zers are understanding issues from a people perspective. And how can we tackle it by understanding people more so than data? And so Gen Z especially, they believe that they will change the world through understanding people and it will be through empathy. And I'm convinced that they probably will. So I think about what's happening in the world today, mm-hmm. and especially with all of this gun violence. And we all know our podcast is not political. We don't really care what your political beliefs are. We don't care. Like when something's wrong, something's wrong. Gun violence is wrong. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Gun violence is wrong. So Gen Z will rise to the occasion to affect change. And so they'll do it by leading with empathy. And I like that because we always say people need people. Yes. It takes a lot of courage. It does. To do that. Mm -hmm. So to innately believe that and feel that as a generation, Mm -hmm. I think is helpful because the mental health of our world is on a A through F scale. We're at like a D. Absolutely. And, you know, that's where generations don't knock the other generations. Right. We all need everyone. Everyone. That's exactly right. Well, until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.